if you want to talk to somebody about life insurance once a week, appointment that holds. Mm -hmm. That's 52 appointments a year. See, simplicity, okay? Mm -hmm. 52 appointments a year. If you select customers and sit down and do that, you will close 20 to 30 of those 52. And if you did the presentation the way you were educated to show them the entirety of it, then there's no question. So doing big premiums is not by luck. I have agents that say, well, I wasn't lucky or you're always lucky. I had a doctor that I insured that made jokes about. He has a sign in his office. He said, the harder I work, the luckier I get. So the big question is this, how do small business owners like us grow our business, grow our leadership and develop our teams in a way that allows us to get our products and services out of the world yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Bradley Hamner, and this is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. Hey, before we get into today's episode, did you know that Club Capital is the largest accounting and advisory firm for insurance agency owners in the country, providing monthly accounting, CFO services, and tax preparation? Check them out at club.capital. Welcome to another episode of the Club Capital Leadership Podcast. My name is Bradley Hamner. On today's episode, we finish my conversation with Thomas and Tuck, part two of our series. And we pick up this conversation talking about something that I know is important to all of you listening, and that is life insurance. Without further ado, let's get into it. Wouldn't it be a great start to 2021 by having more leads in your book of business? Well, that's where our partners at Direct Clicks Inc. come in. Their team's dialed-in approach to running Google ads and online SEO campaigns maximize the quality and the volume of your leads, whether that's for inbound phone calls or even exclusive leads through your website. Direct Clicks Inc. works only with PNC insurance agency owners, so they have thousands of hours creating, A-B split testing, and improving online campaigns specifically for insurance. They also understand why each and every marketing dollar matters in providing true results, low paper clicks, transparency, and attention to detail, all of which is discussed in depth during your monthly review calls. Reach out to the Direct Clicks team at directclicksinc.com. That's directclicksinc.com and find out how they can make a difference in your approach to generating new business. Let's get down to the gold. We've held them off long enough. All right. So I'm an insurance agent. I've been an agent. It doesn't matter, five years or so. And I've averaged $40,000 in life premium. Okay. Let's just say 30, 40,000 in life premium. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to write 70. I want to do 100,000 life premium. But the reality is, I don't feel like I have the skills, the tools, and maybe even just quite frankly, the confidence. I mean, I'm speaking to somebody out there. There's some people out there that do 100,000 in life premium, listen to this podcast every year. I get it. But there's a lot of people that don't and they really want to, but they really truly do not know how to get from kind of where their average is today to some of those big numbers. Help us out. You need to decide to educate yourself. That's one on one. Okay. If you can educate yourself to understand the concept of certain policies, it saddens me, lack of knowledge. I had an agent who a trophy agent, that's top 10 in my company, that would not write a universal life policy because he heard horror stories about what universal life does. 
But then when I showed him how powerful universal life is if it is funded correctly, that's the kind of thing. So if you understand term insurance, permanent insurance, the universal and the permanent whole life, three policies, understand a little bit in and out, invest time, because this is a career that you're going to make a lot of money off. So how much does it take? Unfortunately, there is no company that I know of that really educates the agents to be good at selling life insurance the w- where agents are with selling PNC, which is sad. And that's why people like me spring up doing training and agents are having results. So I'm not doing this to do a commercial for myself. What I'm saying is each company may have advanced line unit. Be comfortable with the product because if you're not comfortable with the product, you can't sell it. That's the whole thing. But the only thing I want to do, I'm going to approach it from the end backwards. Whether you like it or not, your clients are buying life insurance. And your clients are going to be talked to about putting a lot of money in life insurance. One classic example, which was an eye-opener to me, this guy, we wrote the home, the auto, and the umbrella. And guess what? My team member sends an email of a 500 thousand dollar quote just to cover the mortgage to this guy. She emails a quote because that was an idea just sent out quotes and it's almost like fishing blindly. Yeah. It was so painful when I did a follow-up call to this guy. He's been with me for years. And he said, Well, I already bought life insurance last year from a Mary Price rep paying twenty six thousand dollars on his universal life and $7,400 for his wife's universal life. I got sick to my stomach that I am the agent. I insure the car and the home. Why would he have bought and spent $37,000 a year in life premium and all my staff was doing is email a term policy that was going to be $100 a month? That's the kind of thing that makes me feel like, okay, if people like that are in my book of business, they're buying from someone else. I have a stronger relationship. So I decided to educate myself comfortably to understand and then present it. And here's one thing that I want to share with those. There's no two ways. I use paycheck as a basis. How do you protect your paycheck? There are two ways my family could lose my paycheck. If I die or if I'm sick or hurt. So disability insurance and life insurance is not optional. If you have a paycheck, you need to protect that paycheck. So what I have done is educate myself and educate my team members to sit down with Brad and say, these are ways to protect your paycheck and these are ways to protect your mortgage and then go from there. You'll be surprised how much life insurance you can write and how much premium you can write just by doing the basics. Protect yourself and talk to enough customers Mm -hmm. about it. Make your goal. If you want to talk to somebody about life insurance once a week, appointment that holds. Mm-hmm. That's 52 appointments a year. See, simplicity, okay? Mm-hmm. 52 appointments a year. If you select customers and sit down and do that, you will close 20 to 30 of those 52. And if you did the presentation the way you were educated to show them the entirety of it, then there's no question. So doing big premiums is not by luck. I have agents that say, well, 
I wasn't lucky or you're always lucky. I had a doctor that I insured that made jokes about it. He has a sign in his office. He said, the harder I work, the luckier I get. What are some of the things that you've heard? Obviously, you wouldn't say who it came from, but there's a lot of bad advice out there. I mean, let's just be frank. There's some bad advice out there. There's some bad sales techniques, whether it's property and casualty or life insurance specifically, since we're talking about that, that you feel is very detrimental to the agents and the team members that are hearing it. And you hear a concept or a philosophy or way to approach it. And you just kind of shake your head and say, no, that doesn't work. It sounds good, but that doesn't work. Well, one of the ones we know about, and we've talked about it, I think a lot of agents have got in trouble with that, is bundling things just to get a discount. That's a no-no, because the same people will buy it if they understand. Mm -hmm. So why am I getting myself in trouble by trying to slide it in to get a discount? And the other thing with that is, if you're bundling to get life insurance and to get a discount, when once they get a ticket and the auto rate goes up, you lose both because you didn't sell them life insurance. You just did that to get a discount. That's an example. One of the things that I try to do, I don't keep app count in my office. The only count we keep is new premiums because I get paid on premiums. I don't care how many apps you do, how much premiums did you bring in the agency? That's all I keep record in my office. And so the way I pay my team members, it's a percentage of premiums they bring in. So I don't play app games that a team member also is going to start the same way agents try to game the system to qualify for different tier programs by the company. We train our team members to game the system to get in and they write jobs sometimes, but can you blend them? We are the corporate. So incentive program in the office could be one of the most powerful ways to get agents and team members in trouble. So I simplify my office that I get paid on commissions, you get a bonus on commission. And that solves my problem. Then the other thing from the industry standpoint, I just share one thing. You see, I teach a class on life insurance as an asset. And I had one of my subscribers came to me and said, Dave Ramsey says, buy term and invest the difference. Right. Okay. I said, okay, do me a favor. I'm going to just show you a very simple thing. Go on Dave Ramsey's website. He has a chat there. Just send a text saying, I'm trying to decide who banks. Since you're knowledgeable in financial services, who do you bank with? That was an innocent question. Guess what? Dave Ramsey responded as to who he banks with. And what, how we did it was I took this agent to MTIC website that shows that banks believe in buildings. That's why when you drive into any big city other than Washington, D.C., one of the tallest buildings belongs to a bank. So I said, okay, banks know the value of real estate, but Dave Ramsey's bank has more money in life insurance as an asset than they do in real estate, in buildings, fixed assets. So the only question that this agent posed to the customer after showing that page was, if it is good enough for Dave Ramsey's bank, why is it not good enough for you? <laughs> see, see, see the, the process is, if you try to dispute Dave Ramsey, he's the professional. He has a TV show. I'm just a car insurance agent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm going to use public record to prove him wrong instead of going head on with him. And we close that case. So sometimes there's so many crazy things going on there. But 
for me, I'll say this, then I'll shut up. When people tell Susie Oman or Dave Ramsey, what you need to do is educate yourself as to what they do on the, or say about their website. Yeah. And, you know, Brad said, Dave Ramsey said, I should do this and do that. I said, oh, Brad? So you believe on Dave Ramsey? He said, yeah. I said, great. See, before I dispute Dave, I'm going to make some money on Dave Ramsey first. So I'm going to say, Brad, I was on Dave Ramsey's website and he said, you need to buy 10 to 15 times your income in life insurance and you only have 100,000. So we need to do what Dave said first before I disagree with Dave. So I need your driver's license. We're going to do 10 times your income to get started. <laughs> so I'm going to figure out a way to make money on Dave before I disagree with Dave. I love that. I love that. That's so good. That's so good. How much you make? 100,000? Well, Dave says you need to have a million dollar policy. So we'll go ahead and That's write right. that up first. That's right. Let's do what Dave says first since you quoted Dave for me. You're yeah. going to make money on Dave before I disagree with Dave. Now, hey, to that point, Dave also talks a lot about disability protection. So we need to go ahead and do disability policy. Absolutely. 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 I made a lot of money on long-term care many years ago when we were selling it because Susie Armand said, if you do not have long-term care insurance, it's like putting a valuable crystal on a three-legged table. That long-term care is your fourth leg on the table to stabilize. So would you put an expensive crystal on a three-legged table? I said, no. I said, okay, let's do your long-term care first. Since you quoted Susie Allman. So that's the kind of thing. If you quote somebody with me, I'm just going to discreetly find a way to make money first before I disagree. Anyway. So I'd say across the board, it doesn't matter what company you represent. There's uh, Donald Miller, who I'm sure you're familiar with, wrote a great book, Building a Story Brand, and has recently come out with a book, Business Made Simple. And I think that that book says a lot of copies because it's a catchy title. But business is not simple. Business can be straightforward, but it's incredibly complex because you're dealing with complex human beings. And that's with both our customers, but I'm really specifically talking about our teams. The biggest pain point, by and large, that insurance agency owners deal with is our teams. And that stems from everything team-based. We've kind of touched on compensation plans a little bit, but I do want to get your thoughts on just building a culture, a team finding A players, setting expectations, holding them accountable, performance evaluations, or just performance management, not necessarily evaluation specifically, but just managing performance, managing through underperformance. And then I've seen where agents have struggled whenever you have a hot shot that's smoking it and kind of dealing with somebody that's that's a high performer. So I just really want to talk about all things people and all things team and kind of get your thought process about that. Because the higher you go, the more that you have to be able to do things through your team. And this really kind of ties back to your income producing activities you mentioned earlier, which is, hey, that kind of changes depending on my goals and being able to coach and develop my team. So just love for you to talk about that. Are you an agency owner looking to grow your revenue and increase your bottom line? Club Capital is here to help. Built for agents by agents, so we know your struggles. With accounting, payroll, and HR solutions, tax services, analytics, and more, let's get you on the path to serious success. Using data-driven insights, you'll grow your business based on revenue and expense comparisons alongside your top-performing peers. With over $100 million in tracked annual revenue and $70 million in tracked annual expenses, we have the data to help you make better informed decisions for your agency. 
Let's make your back office less of a hassle and more of the strategic generator that powers the growth to take your agency and your leadership to the next level. Visit club.capital today to book your complimentary, no obligation demo. Club Capital, way more than a CPA firm. Like you said, that could be the whole podcast, but I'm going to address two quick areas when it comes to team. Over the years, that makes a difference. Number one, when you train your team members and you train them in a culture, to be honest, you see, if you lie for me, you lie to me. So I do not accept dishonesty. We're going to do it right. Okay, that's number one. And if you're honest, if you do a good job, if you take care of my customers, I'll back you up. I came in my office one day. One of my best team members is in tears because I have a customer that was so rude. He's an attorney. He called and chewed at her, was very rude to her. Guess what? I called the customer in my office to share what I found. Is this true? He said, yes. I said, well, let me tell you this. I am not one of those that will say to you, the customer is always right. I said, I'm going to be honest with you, sir. The premium you're paying in my agency, I can run an ad. I can send emails out. I can replace that premium by writing new business. I cannot replace Diane. That is her. And you were rude to her. And I would appreciate if you would call and let her know that you take back because you will call in here, I'm not here, and you end up dealing with Diane. I don't want a situation that you have to wait for me because that might be a week. And then you're going to say that's bad service. See, Think about it. Diane is sitting there hearing me tell this lawyer to call and apologize because I back up my team members when they're right. I'm willing to lose a customer that lose a team member. And when you have a culture that they know, you back them up. They become extra loyal. That's one. Second thing that most agents don't think about is we may put the best bonus plan out there. The team member takes that money home. It becomes part of bills pay. They don't know how to appreciate reward. So I do this exercise every year by asking them, if money wasn't a problem, what would you buy for yourself? What would you buy for your family? What would you do for your family? And then take those and figure out a way that I can customize my incentive program to help them accomplish something specific. So let me give you one example. When I was in Fayetteville, North Carolina, it wasn't a rich part of town. So I asked a team member that question. He said, well, everybody in my church drives a Toyota Camry, and she drives a Chevy Chevette. Chevette was the lowest car that Chevrolet met back then. So all her peers pulls up at the church with a Camry. She feels down about it, but they can't afford it. So after she told me that, I did something very simple. I asked her to go to a dealership at 3 p.m. We closed at 5. I said, take the day off. Stop by two to early dealerships in town. Get the best Camry that you can find with the features you want. Get the payment and come back and stop by. The next day, she shows up with a payment. The difference between the Chevette and the Camry was $169 a month. So I put something for her to do extra to do $200 a month bonus for 90 days. She did it in 60 days. I took both of them out to lunch. I told her husband that she wants to get her camera and she's able to do it without touching anything in the family budget. 
I just wanted to see if we can get his permission to do it. He looked at me, he smiled. He said, if you say we're not going to do anything on the budget, then it's up to her. And she went and bought her Camry. Guess what? What she needs to do to drive the Camry is no longer looked upon as riding policies for me to take a trip. It's for her to drive the car she wants. Not my production, not for me. So she's doing it for herself, for what she wants. So I help people meet goals. But team member goals are not at our level. I had a team member that told me, I just want to replace four tires in a car with four new tires. Or I want to buy a nice dress. The dress is just a hundred and some dollars. We walk in there, we give a credit card, but our team members may not be able to do that. So can we connect our compensation to what their needs are? That's what creates loyalty. That's what creates the culture that I have. One of my team members decided because of family situation, she had to move to Plano, Texas. She said, please, I don't want to work for anyone else. Can you structure something for me? I said, yes. And so even when they move out, because I created that culture, because I cared, because I backed them up, it's not how much I paid them, but how does that translate to taking care of what they need? That's the key. I love that. I think it's so profound, so simple, so straightforward. There was a quote that, I don't know if you're a basketball guy, but when I was growing up, it was right in the middle of Michael Jordan's era. I mean, we're a big basketball family. My son plays now. I talk about it quite often on the podcast and other times. But so I grew up in the Michael Jordan era. And whenever the uh, documentary last year came out, The Last Dance just brought me back to my childhood. And there was a quote that Phil Jackson gave. And he said, looking back, we created something that people wanted to be a part of. And to me, that there's probably no better, more succinct definition of culture than that. You've created something that people want to be a part of, and Mm -hmm. it ultimately is like a magnet. It attracts the people that you're looking for. I do want to ask one specific thing about team real quick, and just really, I guess more, it's maybe even a recruiting question specifically, or maybe it's even setting expectations, I guess. So I was talking to a non-insurance agency business owner today. He's got a new team member paying him $60,000 a year. And they're in the recruiting space, ironically. So that just happens to be the service that they provide. And he's a recruiter. And so he was talking about he's three weeks in. He's cutting his first check. And he hadn't made any sales to actually pay for that. And I said, let me give you a little bit of perspective in the insurance world. You're looking at about 90 to 120 days before you really start seeing the impacts of that person. Just simply because licensing, module training that's required from the company, understanding systems. I mean, like, it's just really is a lutch. Now, typically, it's not paying team members 60 grand. I mean, it's not really that. But still, it's a very long train. There's some unicorns out there that can get people up to speed in 30 days. But look, let's be real. It's 90 to 120 days before they're really making an impact in the business. And by the time you include all of the expenses, you're 15 to $20,000 invested in this person. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money for insurance agents that are doing between three hundred and six hundred thousand dollars in gross revenue a year, right? Yes. How can we reorientate our mindset so that we can make better decisions in hiring, so that the people we are making these investments in actually we begin to get a return? The problem is majority of our agents hire 
when they're desperate. That's number one. They are desperate and they hire or fall in love with anyone that breathes because it's like, if I don't hire, I have to do this. Number one. Number two, majority of agents become captives to those team members. When they don't perform, we take too long to cut loose for fear of. So if those two things are correct, then we can make the right decisions and make the right long-term decisions. So what happens is this, if you can borrow money, whatever you can do, and go into the mindset that you need to have an extra person in the office, and if you wanna know what you can do to make that extra person pay for themselves, call me, seriously, or ask anybody that can walk you through getting them to produce. So always try to carry an extra person mm. so you're not in the hole all the time. That's one-on-one yeah. success in this business. Second, if you hire someone, have expectations and have some measurements. I'll give you an example. If they're going to be in sales while they're doing the modules, if they're not successful in getting butts on the chair for you to sell so they learn firsthand, when they become experts after you spend time and money to train them, they will not have people to present to. So while you're learning the product, if you are not able to make the appointments to overcome the objections and bring bots on the chair for me to sell, I'm not going to keep you to the point where you learn the product because that's going to be a waste of my time. So I cut loose early. I have measurement. I'm going to give you a very simple example. Ask a very simple question. Brian, in the last 12 months or in the next 12 months, if you make or able to save as much money as you saved the last 12 months, would you be happy? There are certain things that I do that is so basic. I said, if you don't have enough sense to get a result asking this question, you're not going to have enough sense to close a sale. No offense. You may be the best human being, but you don't belong in my office. So I set guidelines what you should do in the first week, and we discuss it. What you should do at the end of the first month, and we discuss it. At the end of the first month, if you didn't do it, you're going home. I, I I'd rather start with someone else. I love it. So it's clear expectations, milestones, mile markers, whatever you want to call it. You're yeah. very clear on the front end of what those milestones need to be. As a matter of fact, it's so funny you said that because this is why you and I are on the same page, right? We had a long talk before we even started the podcast. I mean, we've been going almost two and a half hours at this point, but I was talking to this other business owner about that very specific thing. He gave feedback. The good news is he was self-aware that he had not set clear expectations as to where that person needed to be by when. And again, right. That person's able to get up to speed a lot faster than our team members. But it doesn't matter if it's 30 days or 90 days to be able to set out clear expectations is this is where you need to be by this point so that they actually know if they're falling short or if they're above pace or ahead of pace, et cetera. I think that's really great. What have we not covered? Well, you know what? Let me throw in a bonus here. Okay, you come know, on. Sometimes it's just for agents with marketing, I use insurance review to be my best marketing tool. For the last 29 years, I am the only agent that I know of that started preaching that we should not sell products during insurance review. Because if you try to sell products during insurance review, you create a situation where you're training the clients to associate insurance review to the product or attempted sale. 
And in the future, when you try to bring them in, they don't come in. So I keep my insurance review 30 minutes, and I train agents to do that. In fact, I have a webinar on that. So that if you can do insurance review in 30 minutes, and then you talk to customers, use those reviews to do three things, retention, discovery of future needs, and what to do in case of claims and get referrals. If you do that, you will never run out of prospects. But here's the thing that agents baffle me. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot because, Steve, I didn't ask you this. Realistically, how many insurance reviews can any office do realistically every week without burnout, in your opinion? 15. That's too much. Let's come down to 10. If your office does 10 insurance reviews a week for 50 weeks out of 52 weeks, that would be 500 reviews. I have not seen any office that did 500 insurance reviews the right way without burnout. I mean, the entire office. Okay. So here's how I simplify the mindset. Why don't we do one review a day that the office is open, the entire office? Guess what that would be? That would be five reviews a week, 50 weeks. That's 250 reviews a year. Less than 10% of agents in my company, entire agencies, do 250 insurance reviews consistently a year. Yeah. Less than 10%. So if you can meet that goal, you'll be in the top 10% with my company. And what was that? One review every day the office is open. It doesn't matter how many people are in the office. Could it be simpler than that? Now, I just got to say, we love the fact that this goes down to what we had really talked about, about daily. A daily kind of goes back to the thing where somebody like one a day, one a day. Yes. Okay. Now, let's take a step further. Give me an average households in most of the agents you work with or talk to. What's the number of households? In their book of business? Yes. Okay, we'll say 1,500. 1,500, okay. If you have 1,500 households and you do one insurance review a day the office is open, 250 a year, that puts you in the top 10%. How long would it take you to complete your book of business? Okay, now I went to Auburn. I went to Auburn. So I'm going to say it's going to take me six years. Six years, okay. So why do agents call customers and say annual review? Mm. It's redundant. That is redundant. For for me, honestly, you're not my dentist. I don't need to see you every year. So if I'm not going to see you every year, I don't want to start something I don't want to complete. So the bottom line on this is is mindset, okay? If I know that it's going to take six years, even if everybody said yes. So when I call Brad to schedule my insurance review and you said you're too busy or you're not interested, I said, Brad, honestly, see you in six years. If something changed, call me. I'm not going to put that stress on myself. So I broke it down to simplify and do it at a pace that puts me in the top 10% of my company, but I'm not stressing myself or not stressing my team members. If every agent could simplify something as that, you will have enough sales, enough referrals that you minimize how much money you're spending on buying leads. That is incredibly profound. I've actually heard you speak for many years now, and I've never heard that specifically But I really do love that because it does put it in perspective is that the households that would actually meet with us annually are the ones that we don't really want to meet with annually. (laughs) Am I right about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's nice to solidify the relationship and 
bump up the umbrella a million dollars, right? I mean, but realistically, now we don't want to really want to talk to you. Can we talk to somebody else in your family that we have insured, please? So, yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thomas, this has been an absolute pleasure. I mean, I can't believe that we've talked as long as we have. I know. It's uh, I feel like it's just been just a nice conversation catching up with a friend. And so this has just been packed with so much. I appreciate you being so, I don't know, living out the thing that you said earlier about just being, just giving, just giving and just being so generous with your time, but not just your time, but also just your knowledge, your expertise and truly having a heart to be able to help people. So I'm grateful for that and grateful for having you on the podcast. Now we're going to share with people how folks can find out about you, your systems and how they can work with you. But uh, before we do that, we got to go into the world famous E9 rapid fire questions. You ready? I don't know. I'm from the village. I don't know if I can handle that. I think you can handle it. All right, here we go. What's the last book that you read? Actually, it was a religious book on knowledge of God. The book that you would recommend the most to insurance agency owners? It's a book that was written many years ago at Live Underwriters Association, selling through advisors. If you want to get in the advanced market, it just helps you to see how you can utilize accountants, lawyers, and financial planners in closing big sales. What's your favorite tech tool? And you can't say your cell phone, you can't say your cell phone, but what's your favorite tech tool, app, piece of software that you love to use every day? personally or professionally? Actually, my iPad. I use iPad for searching even the scriptures and things like that a lot more than I do my phone. When we're able to travel again, who would you love to sit next to on a 10-hour flight? And we'll just say dead or alive. Anyone that has a positive outlook. I don't have any image of somebody I want to. It's somebody that can impact my life or I impact their life. So I'm actually going to change this next question. Given the past 12 months has been really challenging for all of us with COVID, what's one blessing that has come out of this past year for you? One of it has been my grandson. We had a grandson in September. But what COVID has done is actually allow me to create virtual training, monthly free webinars as a Zoom class, as a gift to everybody. If you're broke like I was when I started, you don't have money to pay for any training, come and learn something every month, a new topic. That's something I wouldn't have done if I was traveling around. And so, and also in-depth training on advanced life, I was never able to go into a city and really train people at length as I'm doing on these virtual classes on advanced life with big premiums. So that's a gift that came out of COVID. We have a lot of new agents, a lot of new agency owners that listen to the podcast. And so specifically, this question is tailored for them. What's the one piece of advice that you would give a brand new insurance agency owner in their first 12 months that you wish somebody would have told you? Not to focus on sales as much as education of the customer. If you are focusing on closing a sale, is shortly. If I knew that when I started and focused on educating my customers, I would have hit the marks faster than I did. You're clearly an avid learner. We had that discussion. We're both people who love to learn and grow and develop. Who is somebody that you follow, that you listen to, a speaker, an author, somebody that you follow that you really learn from? I actually have seven 
membership in whatever groups you will call it. Brian Tracy, Jack Canfield, those are people that I co-do some things with. Just to learn the way they say and do things and the way they market their products. So I go in and learn things in multiple ways. There's a mastermind group that I belong to that I would never use their services, but I just wanted to see how they present things and how they market their products. So Brian Tracy and Jack Hanfield, those are the people that have the same mindset that I do to succeed. And I use a lot of their sayings and I read some of what they have written. That's it. Yeah. Jack Canfield's awesome. He really is. Yeah. You're awesome. You're awesome with your time. All right. Last question. If you can come up with the best, all right, it is the Club Capital Leadership Podcast after all. So what is the best piece of leadership advice that you have ever been given? Lead by example. It would be one of my best advice because people love to follow than being pushed. Thomas, thank you so much for coming on. If people want to know more about you, your programs, how you can help them, what's the best place for them to go and how can they reach you? My website, ntukspeaking, N-T-U-K, speaking.com. Every email, phone number is on there. But if all fails, my cell phone number is available, 703-509-9843. If you go on the website and you're confused by the program, just call me. Let's talk through it. I'd rather help. And I have a lot of free programs for people that cannot afford to pay because I was there someday. Not too long ago. <laughs> you're one of a kind, Thomas. We're thankful for you, your leadership, and the impact that you're making to not just insurance agency owners, but their teams, their families, and just the uh, ripple effect that you put out through the country. So thank you for your time. We appreciate you coming on and hope that you come back on in the future. I will, definitely. I hope I'm invited back. And now I'm a disciple. Wow, what a podcast, right? So many things came out of that podcast. I mean, I don't want to try to repeat everything, but just the 21 extra days of production as that shifting the way that we kind of look at our structure of our weeks, that is incredibly important to focus on the daily activities. And that's something we've all heard, but whenever he's put a number to it and quantified for it, it really resonates. You say, wow, that is important. We talked about income producing activities. So what do we need to do? We need to write it down. We need to measure it. And we got to have some accountability behind that. His focus on having a system for referrals, not being transactional in what we do with our prospecting and our lead generation. And the insurance industry has been facing for quite some time, commoditization of just the business as a whole. And so the way that he simplifies things, but comes at it from a different perspective, I think is one that is, you know, simplicity scales, complexity doesn't, but I don't think we ever set out, whether it's our compensation plans or whether it's the goals that we have in the business, we never set out for it to be complicated. Ultimately, it just drifts that way. And so what you really focus on, there's a great book that's been referenced on the podcast many times, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And he talks about definiteness of purpose or what is really referred to today as intentionality. And I don't think that we ever design things to be complex, but ultimately it drifts that way. We think it's one thing. We have a simple 
solution in her head about strategy or goals or team compensation incentive plans. But over time, it just adds to it. And so I think that this was such an amazing podcast to go back to, you know what, things can be very straightforward and very simple for our teams. Business is highly, highly complex, but there are parts of business that can be very straightforward if we are intentional about doing it. I heard it said one time, if I had more time, I would have said less. If I had more time, I would have said less. Sometimes it's harder to say less than it is. In fact, it is harder to say less than it is to be able to say more. Thomas, thank you for everything, the impact that you're leaving on the world, the small dent that you're making on the universe. Thank you for what you stand for. I know that we're going to have you back on for a third and fourth and many other episodes to come. If you're interested in working with Thomas, go to intuckspeaking.com. It's N-T-U-K speaking.com, intuckspeaking.com. You know, on the podcast, we talked about lead generation. And one of the best ways to do that is to go to directclicksinc.com. Reach out to somebody on the team. Their trust, transparency, family focused, getting to know you and what your goals are in your business. They're not just trying to make a sale. They want to keep you as a lifetime customer. And as trends change, you want to make sure that the people that you're working with stay on top of things. Things are changing in the industry. Things are changing in marketing in general. And so you want to make sure that the companies you're working for are forward thinking and are going to do things to make sure that they keep you top of mind, stay relevant so that ultimately you can drive more leads, convert those leads and grow your business. Go to directclicksinc.com. We appreciate their sponsorship. They are first class people. I wouldn't talk about them every podcast unless I really believed in what they do and believed in the quality of people that they are. Go to directclicksinc.com. Until next episode, lead well.